of time. So the skies and how the tempest all should see the bright sunshine. In that land of perfect day, when the mists are rolled away, we will understand it better by and by. Pray everybody is blessed and well. Pray everybody is favored of God on this evening. Come to you a little earlier tonight. We wanted to be sharing in God's word on this Tuesday night a little earlier. God had something that he wanted to give us. He has given us that he wants to share with his people tonight. And I pray that you are with us and that you are open to receive what God has for us. Can I pray with you briefly? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments to share your word with your people. Give us open hearts and minds to be receptive. Lord, allow us to be prepared to make adjustments, even in our own lives and our own expectations. As our lives and our thoughts and our minds run headlong into your word, course correct us. Allow your word to illuminate our path and light our way. And let us not leave in this moment the same way we came. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. May God's blessings be upon you and your family. And I pray that you're strengthened and be strengthened and encouraged by what you show here in the next few moments. We want to share from you, continue our series that we have for the fall 2020, the final quarter. And I've asked you to hashtag we got this. When I ask you to do that, why don't you go ahead and do that hashtag we got this. And while you're doing that, Go ahead and tag somebody else into this stream. Go ahead and share this stream uh, on your page. Share this stream to a group. Uh, let them know that God's word is going forth and that God's an encouraging word is coming forth. That may help somebody during this season, help them get through this time, through the end of this year, that we may continue to demonstrate the strength that God has for us. Again, hashtag we got this and go ahead and tag somebody else in this stream and share it on your page and share it with another group that you might be a part of so that others may be blessed by the word. We wanted to talk about an attitude tonight. We want to talk about how we approach, how we approach this final season of the year, this final quarter of the year. I know some of you are beginning to see a change in the temperatures. It's beginning to feel like fall, at least here in Tennessee, maybe wherever you may be streaming this from. You're experiencing a season change and we have to be prepared to walk into a different season. 
Just because our circumstances may appear similar on the outside does not mean that you have not stepped into a new season. Let me say that again. Just because all of your environment has not changed on the outside, it does not mean that you have not transitioned into another season. Some people might say it does not feel like fall. Our temperatures were pretty warm today. Some may say the environment has not demonstrated a, a significant enough change for us to see that the season has changed. But that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes we miss the evidence. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God sometimes sends us small evidence that a change, that a shift is about to occur in your life, in your situation, in your finances, in your family, in your relationship. And sometimes we miss the little subtle signs, the little subtle evidence that God gives us that a change is happening. And I want to let somebody know change is coming. Change is coming. Change is coming for you. Change is coming for your family. Change is coming in your life. Change is coming. We must. The only thing we can do is prepare for change. But change is coming. And many of us in this year, we are welcome to change. I, I wish somebody would just put their hand up somewhere. Out there. Somebody would welcome a change this year. You want something to be a little different than it has been in 2020. You would welcome a change. You'd welcome something different. And I just want you to go ahead and put your hand up if you'd welcome a change. I want you to know that change is coming. The question simply is a matter of whether or not we're prepared for the change that is about to manifest in our lives. We cannot simply look on with our carnal eyes, our physical eyes. We cannot always see only with our eyes to determine whether a change is coming. When we look only with our eyes, often we miss it. We miss out on opportunities. We miss out on what God is trying to show us. We miss out on the evidence that God has given us that would help us to bolster our faith, to know that something different is occurring in the atmosphere. So we have to be ready. We have to be prepared. And yes, sometimes we have to wait. It's not always comfortable, but sometimes we have to be in a posture where we can wait on what God is about to do. The Bible says in Isaiah 40 and 31, it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Sometimes that's what God does for us. He puts us in a posture where we simply have to wait. Notice it says they. That means it's not making reference to everybody. Everybody is not included in the they. It's saying only those who demonstrate the patience, those who show the wisdom to move only when God wants you to move. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. They shall be equipped with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. God is equipping us. God is preparing us, but we have to wait on the move of God. But when you wait, you wait in a posture where you are prepared to move. Yes, you wait. But then once you wait, you are prepared to move at the right time. Waiting doesn't mean falling asleep and and losing losing all track of time. Waiting doesn't mean getting lazy and, and getting complacent. Waiting means staying in a posture where you are prepared to move when God moves. 
When you think of waiting on the Lord, I want you to think of waiting like the person who's trying to get inside the jump rope. When the jump rope's going back and forth and, the, and they have the two ropes going and then it's your turn and you're trying to get inside and you're supposed to jump, but to jump, even though you're waiting on your turn, you have to prepare. You're tapping your head and your whole body is moving with the beat and the rhythm of the ropes that are swirling in the air. You're watching the hands of those who are twirling the ropes. You're preparing your body to be able to jump once it is your turn to step in because you don't want to be the one who stops the flow. You don't want to be the one who, who, holds, who holds down the momentum because if you step in and you're not ready to jump, then you will stop the whole motion. You will stop the whole flow. That's what I'm telling somebody today. While you're waiting, you need to be prepared to jump. Be prepared to leap. Be prepared to be in motion. Be prepared to go with the flow of what God is doing and what God is bringing into your life. I'm not waiting on the couch. I'm not waiting in the bed, but I'm waiting with preparation. It's walking in step, moving my body in step with what the, the word would have me to do. Preparing my faith to go to another level. That means I'm, I'm reading God's word. I'm praying. I'm preparing. I'm waiting. But yes, I am keeping my heart and my mind and my body prepared for the move of God. Because when I step in, I don't want to stop the flow. Yes, you're waiting. But wait with expectation. Wait with expectancy. While you're waiting, prepare to move with the flow of God. Because if you don't aren't ready to move when you, your wait is over, you might stop the flow of what God is trying to bring into your life. I told you it's the final chapter. This is the final final quarter of 2020. We and when it's in the final quarter, if you're in a ball game, there are certain things you do in the fourth quarter. Certain things that you are prepared for, the coach will tell you to do in the fourth quarter. In our text, it was telling us to wait. The reason you have to wait is because while you're waiting, you're being renewed. While you're waiting, you're being renewed. Let's go back to the scripture. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. God is renewing you while you're waiting. He is renewing you while you're waiting. Some people don't receive the renewal of God because they do not wait on him. Some people don't get that renewed strength to move and to go higher and to do greater things for God because they do not wait on him. And when you do not wait on God, you get tired, you get exhausted. You try to do things in your own strength. You try to do things in your own power and it is exhausting. It is tiring. It is hard to be refilled when you're pouring out of yourself, but you're not waiting on the move of God to renew your strength. You have to wait to be renewed. God is renewing you, but you have to wait on him. You have to wait on him. You have to wait to move until he tells you to move. Otherwise, you will exhaust energy for no purpose. You'll be sitting there doing lots of things. There are a lot of people who are busy, but they're not effective. That's what happens in, as, as Christians. When we move without God's authorization, when we move without waiting on him, we're tired, we're exhausted, we're spinning, we're doing a lot of work, but we're not being effective. We're not allowing God to prosper the work in our hands. Wait on him. And while you are waiting, God will renew. God will strengthen you. It says also that while you're waiting, this notice this, this is you're still waiting. They that wait upon the Lord 
shall renew their strength. Their strength will be renewed. Their strength, they will be poured back into. You have been pouring out, but at this point, God will also pour back into you. Notice, even as we go past the next grammatical mark, the semicolon, he says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. While God is preparing you with wings, you're still waiting. I want you to get that. While he is preparing, he's equipping you with wings for the next challenge, for the next level in your life. While he is equipping you with wings, you're still in a posture of waiting on him. Again, waiting is not laziness. Waiting is not sitting in a chair. Waiting is not laying down on a bed. Waiting means I'm still praying. I'm still fasting. I'm still consecrating. I'm still reading God's word. I'm still spending time in my relationship on God. I'm doing all of these things to prepare myself to be in tune with what God has to say so that I will only move when God moves. One of the songs we often sing, the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. I do not want to move outside God's will. Anything that I need is inside God's will. The scriptures that we all talk about where God is, is faithful to us, where God will not suffer us to be tempted above you are able where our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. Where Jesus says, ask anything in my name and it shall be done to you. You can, ask, you can speak to yonder's mountain, be thou removed and cast into the midst of the sea and you shall have that that you ask. Those scriptures only make sense in the context of being inside the will of God. If you're not inside God's will, you'll ask those things and you will not receive the things that you ask for. But when you're inside God's will, those things that you ask for, those scriptures begin to make sense. Those scriptures become fulfilled because we get what we ask for. What he is saying to us comes to pass because we are living and praying and operating inside the will of God. While you're waiting, while you're inside his will, he's renewing your strength. He is equipping you with wings. He's equipping you with wings because sometimes there are things that maybe you're maybe you're not prepared for. Maybe you're not ready to walk through. Maybe you're not ready to go through the valley of the shadow of death on this thing. But God is equipping you with wings for certain things that he will lift you up over. He will allow you to fly over. He will cause you to pass over on the other side. Certain things God allows to happen in our lives, but he is equipping you for that next level. He is preparing you so that you'll be ready, so that you'll be equipped for what is happening next in your life. Do not forget while you're praying, while you're fasting, while you're seeking God, while you're trying to go to another level, while you're trying to go to another dimension, while you're looking for your next in God, do not forget to wait on him. Do not ever operate outside the will of God. But if you wait on him, he said, I'll give you strength. If you wait on me, I'll equip you with wings to fly over the things that you don't need to walk through, that you don't need to swim through that you don't need to run through. Wait on me and I will give you the equipment that you need for the next level in your life. It also says not only will he renew, he will recharge your strength. He will equip you with wings. And when he says that I'll mount up with wings as angel, and then he says they shall run. After you have been equipped, after you have been prepared, God will give you the strength to run. Some of you are saying, I'm tired right now. I don't see how I can make it through this. I don't I don't feel like running. Did you wait first? Did you wait? Did you wait on the move of God? Did you wait to ensure that you're inside God's will? 
Sometimes waiting means you don't make that decision, that important decision in your life until you consult God. Have you consulted God about the next important decision in your life? Have you consulted God about the next move that you want to happen for you? Have you consulted God regarding your relationship? Sometimes we get so busy and we get so frustrated by the by what life brings to us that we forget to pray. Let's just be honest. Let's be real about it. Sometimes life strikes us so quickly, one moment after another, one thing after another, one pain after another, one problem after another. And it comes at us so fast that we don't take the time to pray. That's failing to wait. That's failing to wait. When we move without God's authorization, we're not waiting on him. When we make decisions without consulting God, we're not properly waiting on him. That's what God means. He doesn't mean that you're standing in some holding area waiting on life to happen. Life is still happening. But before you make that decision that can alter the, your destiny, that can alter your future, God is saying, take time to pray. Take time to walk and establish yourself inside my will. And everything that you're praying for, everything that you desire, everything that will, will work in your favor. Remember, we know all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord to them who are the called according to his purpose. That means those people who have waited long enough to pray inside God's will, to read his word, to know that I what the next step that I'm about to make, God is favoring it. God has ordered my step. God has made and prepared a way for me. David said, Lord, let thy word be a lamp unto my feet and let thy and a light into my path. In other words, do not allow me to make a step that is not in line with your word. Do not allow me to make a move that is not in line with your word, but let your word be the light that goes out before me. So before I make the step, your word has illuminated the way that I should go. Let me say that again. When David is saying, let thy word be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, it's just like the headlights on your car. The headlights on your car see ahead. They see much further ahead. Your headlights are always on the front of the car. You don't need headlights on the back. The problem is many of us are too busy trying to look backwards into our past, look backwards into the things where we have failed and look backwards into the things where we have come up short. Look backwards in relationships that are over. Look backwards in opportunities that have been missed. Look backwards into things that are over. It's done. Let it go. Headlights are always on the front of the car. And you know the, you know the thing about a headlight? You never reach the end of a headlight. You never reach it. As long as the headlight is on, it's showing you away, further away from where you are. And you never reach it. Because as you move, it moves. As you move, the headlights move. And it always cars for you a path ahead, never a path behind. God is, David was saying, Lord, let your word be the headlights on the front of my vehicle. Let it be a light into my path, Lord. Let it show me the way so that before I make a step, before I make a turn, before I press the accelerator in my life, your word has already shown me the way. Finally, the, the scripture here says, and we're, we're, we're about to close. It says they will shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They shall walk and not faint. That means I'm going to make it. We shared with you on Sunday that God is giving us the grace to finish. We're not going to just get halfway to our goal, but God is going to give us the grace to finish. The power to finish. He did not. Songwriter said he did not bring me this far to leave me right here. I don't believe. He brought me this far to leave me. 
I believe he's going to take me all the way. And I have enough faith and trust in God to believe that I'm going to make it further than this. This is not my final destination. My headlights are still on. It is still showing me a path that I have not yet reached. But I'm going to wait on God. I'm going to follow his path and his direction. And he'll lead me to a higher place. He'll lead me to a, a, a wealthier place. He'll lead me to a place of his favor. Because we know all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Finally, I want you to understand it's the final quarter. Sometimes that final quarter, the approach is so important. It's all about your attitude. I told you the football players, they hold the four up. They hold four fingers up. Four fingers signifying the fourth quarter, signifying the final quarter, signifying the final opportunity. It's the fourth quarter of 2020. What are you going to do in the final quarter? What attitude are you going to have? in the final moments of this year. How are you going to approach it? Well, let me give you a few scriptures that tell you how you ought to approach it. The Bible says, thanks be to God who has already given us the victory through Jesus Christ. You already have the victory. You ought to have a victorious attitude. Victory has already been secured for you. We sing in our tradition often, victory is mine, not victory will be mine or victory shall be mine. But I like the song that sings, victory is mine. It's already mine. It belongs to me. On Sunday, we shared the thought, and I want you to hashtag this again. Victory is my destiny. Victory is my destiny. It is my destiny. Victory is my destiny. And because of that, that's the attitude with which I approach the final quarter. I'm not sad. I'm not frustrated. I'm not anxious. I'm not depressed. Yes, I can acknowledge 2020 did not come out the way that I anticipated. It did not follow the plan that I had in my mind. It did not shape up the way I wanted it to. It looked different. I was hoping for something else. I was hoping for something better. Can we just be honest right there? I was hoping for something better. I was hoping for something else. I was hoping for something more from 2020, but it shaped up different. But you know what? No matter how it's shaped up, no matter what it looks like on the outside, victory is mine. Victory has already been secured for me. All I have to do is wait on God and walk in the victorious path that he has already carved out for me. Victory is mine. Again, I'm going to encourage you all this whole year. We got this. We got this. God has made a way for us. And all things are working together for our good. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments where we shared your word with your people. Lord, keep our hearts, our minds, and our spirits open to the next thing that you have for us in our lives. As we're waiting, Lord, let us be prepared to move. Let us be prepared to jump with the flow, Lord. Help us be prepared to climb into another dimension, into another level. Help us to be prayed up, Lord, so that we're ready for what you're, where you're about to take us next. But Lord, no matter where you take us, we approach it with a victorious attitude, knowing that you have worked all things together for our good. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I pray that you were blessed by the words that you heard on tonight. And I pray that you will live with expectation, that you will live with faith, and that you will live with an attitude approaching the final quarter of this year, knowing that you shall live also in victory. Be blessed. 
that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.